This is Radio Stockdale. Welcome to Radio Stockdale. I'm your host, Michael Sears, at the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership. We continue our series on the interactive case studies online at www.stockdaleinteractive.com. I'm joined by my colleague at the Stockdale Center, and by the way, also a fellow podcaster, everything you always wanted to know about the ethical implications within popular movies at Philosophy of the Movies. Welcome, Dr. Sean Baker. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? It's great to have you here because we're talking about, I think, something that's a pretty complex case study. It's one of our earlier ones. Let me kind of lay the foundation of this case study, and then let's talk about it a little bit. You're Lieutenant Melissa Wilson, and she is the officer in charge of an interdiction team. That means that she is a Navy officer, a SWO most probably, leading a team of sailors in a small boat that's launched from a larger Navy ship. There was intelligence that suggested that there's arms that are being transported, shipping basically contraband, uh, assume it's weapons, and she's on the boat with her team, and they just seized a dow they're assuming is full of contraband weapons. As she searches the vessel, she doesn't find the weapons, but all of a sudden, she finds, she discovers women that are most probably being trafficked, human trafficking on board. Yes. All of a sudden, does the mission change? And let me get put a few other things in here just to show the complexity of this thing. There's a message that all of a sudden comes that says, yeah, that's the wrong DAO. It identifies another DAO that might be the actual target. And that target is about to get away, go into territorial waters so the Navy can't seize it. And then, of course, night and bad weather sneaks in. A lot of variables. She has to decide between carrying out her mission, whatever that means, and that's what I'm going to rely on you to talk about, Sean, prioritizing the safety of her vessel, the team, and something about the captive. So in Loose Hall and in Backcroft Hall, we teach mission first, right? We teach ship, shipmate self. What happens when the mission conflicts with what I will call the morality of the situation, which is all of a sudden you've got these women, these captives? Yeah. And well, what's interesting about the case, I think, is you can you can see that it's, it exemplifies two levels of mission, I think. There is the specific mission Lieutenant uh, Wilson has been given, which is to uh, interdict what apparently are, are, is a substantial cache of highly advanced, uh, it does say that in the uh, simulation, highly advanced uh, conventional weapons. That's the most specific and explicit mission given her, and then a, st- a kind of standing order, you might say, standing a convention in international law, uh, law of the seas and so forth, is that uh, uh, naval vessels should always uh, conduct sea rescues when possible, humanitarian rescues when they run, run up against things. So she's got both of those engaged, uh, she's discovered here. So she has a very difficult question to uh, answer which one is uh, given priority. Now, the thing I found kind of interesting reading through this again after having um, created it some time ago is the uh, text is pretty clearly on the side of the correct course of action is to carry out the interdiction mission. And it gives the rescue mission secondary uh, importance. 
And you see, if you read the summaries, uh, there's a utilitarian justification for this, that we can presume the uh, fleet had or the, the command of, uh, in the fleet had at the time, in that if these kinds of weapons interdictions are not carried out, what ends up happening is uh, the weapons end up circulating in, in what is, after all, a very volatile area of uh, the world. And there are several uh, follow-on attacks that are uh, undertaken, probably with the use of those um, weapons. Uh, one was on a U.S. naval vessel, if I recall correctly. Some civilians were attacked. Uh, some shipping was attacked. So you had these kind of this larger scale uh, ramifications um, that occur if she takes the um, uh, option of rescuing the uh, captives, right? She allows those weapons to go. On the other hand, if she does follow that specific, very explicit uh, order she was given, her mission, right? Uh, what ends, ends up happening is quite rightly uh, a call for another vessel to come rescue the people. But because of the stormy conditions, the vessel sinks and they lose the people. As it were, a PR nightmare develops. You know, the U.S. Navy just let these people drown. How could that happen? And there's a lot of uh, ramifications there, including people calling into question uh, Lieutenant Wilson's uh, moral compass, if you will, and her, her, her wisdom and the choice. So all of that's there. And like you said, it's indicative of the complexities that happen in cases like this. So, John, you mentioned utilitarian. Uh, I don't know if there's another side to that. And, and you know, classically, we teach several different approaches. I, I really want to know what the calculus you're talking about is. And, you know, is it a get the arms? Is it a uh, save the captives? Is it a, oh, by the way, uh, there's a there's a duty to the sailors on your on your boat also. You're getting to be nice, all that kind of stuff. Is there a difference between those three things, the arms, the women, and your sailors? Where do you, how do you stack that up and what, what lens do you use? Well, the, the correct answer, I think, is all of the above. So what you have to do is look at each option you have and figure out what the likely utilitarian ramifications would be for each. So if you take the option, uh, for instance, of saving your crew, Going back to the destroyer, the positives are you save those lives. Uh, the negatives are you, you lose the lives of the captives, and you also allow those weapons to uh, circulate throughout the region and, and cause a lot of chaos. So overall, that's a, a negative utilitarian outcome. On the other hand, uh, option number two, if you rescue captives, the way the simulation runs is there's no chance that you're going to be able to interdict those weapons. So you get that large scale negative repercussion, even though you get the positive of saving the uh, captives and presumably your crew as well. But again, outweighed by that larger negative consequence. And then finally, if you if you do interdict the weapons, you get the PR nightmare, you lose the lives of the captives, you save your crew, but overall speaking, if you look at things kind of on a larger scale and dispassionately perhaps, you see that you, you prevented a greater level of chaos that would have been used by uh, people uh, that were going to receive those weapons, the, the, the radicals, if you remember. So if you look at it uh, from that lens, then it points you toward the, hey, do the interdiction uh, from a utilitarian angle. That's the correct thing to do. 
Okay, so there are no real clean answers here, and that's probably one of the reasons we wrote the case this way. Let's let's segue here to the reason we're having this podcast, which is kind of talking to faculty, staff, instructors who want to actually teach this case. What's your sense of the best way to actually present this case? There's a lot of different ways you can just have the, the students do it by themselves because they can do it individually or in classroom or whatever. What's, what's your sense of the best way to do this? That's a great question. Uh, the best way, I think, is to initially run through it and then you can uh, tabulate the results and examine it as a class. I think that's a good way to go about it. But I'm thinking uh, if you have time, it would be interesting to do a follow-up on it and, and maybe take a period to go through the script, which is in itself relatively brief, and ask your class to uh, put themselves in the position of an educator or somebody doing a, a, a training evolution with plebes or something like that and ask them to, as it were, flesh it out a little bit more and add to it. And I would point out to them that uh, the, the summaries, the, the last slide for each option, there may be elements of those that they, they think miss the boat in terms of prioritization of levels of mission, or maybe even in terms of uh, application of utilitarian point of view, or maybe the lack of other points of view. You, know, you do have to consider, for instance, in this case, in the real life case, a couple of the choices, Lieutenant Wilson has to live with the fact that the captives die. That's a pretty heavy moral responsibility to take on. And uh, young junior officers, it's, that's some heavy stuff there. Uh, uh, moral injury is a concern. So th they may want to bring that up in class and say, you need to consider that or effects on character that might might uh, redound to the crew and her. There's all kinds of options. And I, I would have I would give them as an exercise, in effect, uh, a description of the simulation as being kind of a first draft. And your guys, your your uh, your your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to uh, generate uh, second or third drafts. I can even imagine uh, uh, breaking them into smaller groups and have each one do that, and then present their drafts to the uh, uh, group and, and maybe even have a, a last and final vote as to which one uh, did the best job capturing all the nuances of the case. You did a great job with that. I like the idea of suggesting that this case study is just the first iteration, the first draft of a discussion, maybe at the end of the case study, the thing online, you do what you're talking about and say, hey, there's been moral injury here. Now you're the captain or the or the department head, and you've got to talk to Lieutenant Wilson about the impact, the moral injury she might experience. It's not in the case study specifically, but you can extend this. You can keep on talking about it in class. Great idea. Yes, yes, absolutely. Dr. Sean Baker, thank you very much for joining us on this very complex, very complicated uh, case study. Thanks for joining us on Radio Stockdale. It's been a pleasure, Mike, thanks. You've been listening to Radio Stockdale, a series of podcasts produced by the Stockdale Center for Ethical Leadership at the United States Naval Academy. You can hear more podcasts at stockdalecenter.com slash podcasts.